bet you won't guess what I'm talking about today. I bet you have no clue. <laughs> Go ahead and guess. I'll wait. Nah, I'm not going to do y'all like that. So we're talking about. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to The Pouring, a space where living waters flow free. I'm back with another episode, and we're talking about wisdom again. Yeah, we're back at it. I did say that I could talk about this a lot because wisdom is so potent, it's so juicy. There's so many things that you can just tease out and just so many layers to it. It's a good subject. And frankly, we need a lot of this now. This teaching is going to speak to entering into the courts of wisdom Solomon's way. How did he actually grasp hold of wisdom? How did he obtain it? There's actually a formula there that's in the Bible, specifically in 1 Kings 3, that we're going to take step by step and we're going to tease it out and we'll hopefully give you some practical, actionable steps that you can take in order to obtain wisdom and ultimately obtain long life, abundance and peace and joy and all of the things that come with wisdom. So before we jump into the actual steps themselves, let's let's take it back some. We look throughout the word. Solomon isn't the first patriarch. Right before Solomon came Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then from Jacob there was Judah, and then from Judah You get to David and then David to Solomon. So there were hundreds and thousands of years that have that already passed by. And Solomon, at least in the word, is the only one recorded to have obtained wisdom. Why is that? In Proverbs, I don't know exactly what scripture. It speaks to wisdom calling out to man in the streets. Basically, I'm here. Obtain me. Trust me. I am the master craftsman. I was there when he created when God himself created the foundations of this world where I was there crafting it with him. I was making these things. I'm very, oh, I know secrets and mysteries in in the heart of God in a way that you don't know. Men grasp hold of me. And a lot of men didn't. Solomon is the patriarch where it is recorded that he obtained wisdom. Why is that? is because Solomon perceived well. There's a scripture that speaks to, um, I think it's in Job. I don't know where in Job, but it it speaks to men, like God speaking to men multiple times and them not perceiving it. Well, Solomon perceived well, and it actually was perception in a dream. Let's go ahead and move into breaking this down and walking through the steps that Solomon took. I don't think it's a shabby thing to do to to walk in the footsteps of Solomon because it's Solomon, the wisest man to have ever lived and whoever will live and the wealthiest man to have ever lived and who will ever will live. I think it's very wise to really study this guy and just get into his mind and really think like what set him apart and how can I emulate that? Well, hopefully we can break this down in a way that it's digestible and it makes sense and you can actually action on it in order to obtain real, true, godly wisdom. All right, let's jump in. So as always, let's start with scripture. The story of Solomon requesting wisdom starts in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 4, and it reads, Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. 
Solomon sacrificed and offered up a thousand burnt offerings. I think it's safe to say and deduce that this is the first step. So before Solomon went into the dream and was conversing with God and telling him what he wanted, he first sacrificed. So the first step to obtaining wisdom and entering into the courts of wisdom is sacrificially giving. Keep in mind that this was before Solomon was the wealthiest man in the world. This is before he obtained the wisdom. So this was sounds like this was truly a sacrifice. And it was customary in those days to offer on an altar because, again, we had the priests who were the interme- intermediaries between man and God. And if we wanted to make a request or petition to God, we offered sacrifice a burnt offering and then Jesus of course down the line became our ultimate sacrifice so that we don't have to put burnt offerings on an altar however sacrifice is still necessary so what does that look like for the believer today in my humble opinion you can correct me you can push back if you want it's sacrificially giving of your wealth which is essentially what Solomon did He offered up 1,000 burnt offerings. 1,000 of what? I don't know. But 1,000 sounds like a lot. That sounds like it will take a lot of time in order to actually offer up those burnt offerings. There's so much power in sacrificially giving. I know giving is a very touchy subject in the church today. And I, in all honesty, it took me a while to understand this concept. And I'm still learning about the essentially universal law of giving and receiving of sowing and reaping. You might be familiar with the scripture where it speaks to you cannot serve two masters. And in that scripture, it says you cannot serve two masters for you will love one and hate the other for you cannot serve God and mammon. Hmm. Did you ever think or have you ever thought of why would mammon of all things be what God says that you can't serve in lieu of him? Why not your husband? Why not your wife? Why did he say mammon? And for those of you who don't know, mammon essentially is a um, biblical word for riches and wealth. So you cannot serve God and riches and wealth. So for God to say you cannot serve me and mammon, mammon must be a pretty big deal. Mammon must be a very powerful spirit. Interesting. So if mammon is the spirit that God says it is and it's powerful, then how much more powerful is it if you overcome it and subdue it through Christ? How do you make mammon submit to you? How do you show mammon who's boss? It's in giving. Let's get into a little quick story time. So I practiced this late last year. Um, I practiced sacrificially giving. I did. And God basically had me so pretty much everything in my bank account. My bank account was looking at me and I was looking at my bank account. My bank account was like, I'm confused. (laughs) Why are we here? (laughs) We have not been here in a long time, ma'am. What are you doing? (laughs) My bank account was confused. And I was on some energy of, you know, like Oprah, you get some money, you get some money. I was, a lot of seeds were were sent out. And it was interesting because I'd gotten to a point where I had to be conscientious of making sure I wasn't looking at my account as I was giving, right? Sort of make sure your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is doing as you're giving. Make sure you're not looking at what you're receiving or what you have. And so I just didn't look at my bank account. I was doing everything 
that the world's wisdom constitutes as not good stewardship of money. I was doing all of that. I wasn't looking. I was just giving, giving. And I was giving to a point where I just got, okay, I'm at peace. I'm cool. Look, I know bills are going out. I I don't even know. It's going to happen. It's, it's, they're they're going to get taken care of. I had to get to that point. And when I got to that point, when I tell you the blessings, this one example really stood out to me is I had sold a certain amount and then less than 24 hours the next day after I had sold that amount, the exact same amount came back to me. And it was the exact same number each digit. And I was blown away. God basically was like, I told you, take me at my word. I said that righteous are not forsaken. My seed will not be begging bread. I want you to take me at my word. And I did. And it was just like, it was like a miracle. I'm like, where is this money coming from? When you sacrificially give and you subdue mammon and you make mammon submit to you, you tell mammon, hey, you did not control me. You do not constitute what I do. You do not tell me what I need to do. You do not tell me if I need, if I can go to this place or if I can put this money into this man of God or this woman of God. You cannot do that. I rule over you. You submit to me. And the best way to do that is to give and watch how God shows up. So I just wanted to give that example. Another thing is that God recently gave me this amazing revelation concerning honor and how honoring by way of giving is linked to wisdom. It totally blew my mind how when we give, we're honoring God and we're practicing and we're operating under a spirit of wisdom. So this is another cheat code in a sense, and this is sort of a tangential step, but this is another reason why we should give. And when when we give, we operate under the spirit of wisdom. Let's always go to scripture, right? If we go to Exodus 20, 12, and this is the fifth commandment, it reads, honor your mother and father that your days may be long upon the land, which the Lord God is giving you. So the action of honoring your mother and father will then produce longevity in days. You will live an abundant life. Cool. So then as I was reading through and as I was studying honor, God then took me to Proverbs 3.16, which reads, length of days is in her wisdom's right hand, in her wisdom's left hand are honor and riches. Hmm. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand are honor and riches. So if we take Exodus twenty twelve and superimpose that and layer it on top of Proverbs 3.16, we can deduce that wisdom's left hand must be the giving hand since that's where riches and honor are. And wisdom's right hand must be the receiving hand since that's where length of days resides. So in a nutshell, it is wise to give honor and riches to our mothers and fathers, whether real or spiritual or anyone who is over you or anyone who pours into you. It is wise to give them riches and honor so that you may receive longevity and life. You see how that connects? Wisdom's left hand is the giving hand where you give honor and riches and wisdom's right hand 
is a receiving hand where you receive abundant life, longevity in life. And that blew my mind. I was like, wow, Lord, this is a direct correlation between honor and wisdom and how honoring your mother and father, your spiritual parents or honoring a man or woman of God by way of giving riches will then give you length of days, longevity in life and abundant life, which is wisdom. You see how that works? And it also includes the law of sowing, giving, and reaping. Solomon knew this. That connects to the scriptures that we're reading in 1 Kings 3, where later on in 1 Kings 3, specifically verses 13 to 14, where God gave Solomon both riches and honor and length of days because of his request for wisdom. Again, riches and honor, length of days are connected to wisdom. Solomon gave sacrificially and therefore he received not only wisdom, but everything that can, that comes with it. And I'm going to further tease out the next layers and steps in a later episode. As I walk through this series, I wanted to start with the initial step, which is to sacrificially give which is what Solomon did when he gave 1,000 burnt offerings unto God before he fell into that deep sleep. And God basically asked him because of his giving, like, hey, what do you want? God was like, oh, see, you're, you're sending up these petitions. You're giving, this is, this is bringing me, this is bringing you to my attention. And it's similar to, I think, Cornelius in the New Testament, where he was giving alms and because of that, he was on heaven's radar. There's a power in giving sacrificially. This is the first step into entering into the courts of, of wisdom. I want you to do me a favor real quick. I want you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Yeah. And while you're at it, go ahead and hit that notification button. Yeah, that bell there. Click on all. Thank you. I appreciate you. That'll be wonderful. If you could just do that for me. Little old me. I would appreciate it. <laughs> All right, you guys, this is the first um, video of the series of videos that I'm going to do in entering into the courtrooms of wisdom. I hope you were edified by it. Be on the lookout for the other ones in the future. And as always, I love y'all and be blessed. Bye.